Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you ever come after me or my family ever again, you are going to lose a lot more than just my friendships. And I'm not saying this as a threat. I'm saying it as a threat. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, Real Houses of Orange County edition. Merry Christmas Eve to you guys. I'm going to keep this cute and fast because, uh, you know, I want to be on holiday just as much as you guys. And also, we only have one episode to talk about. There was no Vanderpump this week. I'm not sure if there's going to be an Orange County next week. Only time will tell. But uh, yeah. Let's get into our, you know, generally right-wing supporting ladies over in, I don't know, Laguna Niguel or whatever. So the episode starts with Heather going to Dr. Jen's house because because they're on the same cast. Let's be real. They have to film together. I don't think that they are going to end up with a great friendship, but it's fine. I mean, Heather tries to sell us on the dream and says, or rather Jen tries to sell us on this dream and says that she and Heather really get along because they both have a uh, control freak element to them. So they clicked immediately. So then Dr. Jen gives uh, Heather a tour of her house and they walk past this family picture and it's, you know, they're on the beach, hold, everybody's holding hands. It's like those car decals that they, you know, like moms put to let you know how many people are in their family. Like, I don't know what the point of that is. I guess it was cute, whatever. But they're doing this picture. Of course, Ryan's not wearing a shirt. He's in swimming trunks. And so Dr. Jen is explaining to Heather that Ryan, R-Y-N-E, never wears a shirt. Like, to the point of the other students' moms complaining when he was picking the kids up for carpool because he wasn't wearing a shirt. Uh, Like, okay, 
this this is going on too long. At first, I thought that maybe this was a, a little shtick that they were trying to make cute for the show, but apparently this has been years in the making, and I just like, gosh. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> He's like a perfect... He is a perfectly fine body, okay? But I have to imagine it's like... He's kind of a butterface. Like, let's be real. He's kind of a butterface. So, you know, you we all have to work with what we got. You know, if maybe we're not bringing it up top, we're showing it off down below, or maybe certain parts don't fit. And, you know, if you got it, flaunt it. And I get that, but I also feel like he's taking it too far. And I... Like, if it's bothering people, you can't wear a shirt in the carpool lane. Like, you can't just pop on a Hanes tee for 15 minutes and then pop it off on the way home. Like, what are we... Is Does he honestly think this is cute? Does he feel like this is, like, his freedom of expression? What What's going on here? Is there a psychological element to it? Because it's starting to be a psychological thing for me. I'm spiraling. Every time I have to see that man's nipples, I'm just, I'm so tired of it. And y'all know me, I live to sexualize men. I love that. And he's stealing the joy from me. And so I need some explanations, okay? So then Heather's like, oh, he doesn't wear a shirt? Okay, that's something. Anyway, let's please change the subject. What is it like for you being in the anti-aging business? Because she has some idea because Terry's constantly filling people up and, you know, unbotching them or botching them, depending on (laughs) Nicole. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, But... What is it like for you? And because you look great. And Jen's like, oh my gosh, that is the best compliment that you can give me. And then she goes on about how, you know, she's her, her face is her billboard, blah, blah, blah. She wants people to look natural. I mean, I'm watching this in HD and, you know, natural needs something very different in Orange County than it does even in Manhattan where there's plenty of money. Um, I still like, ooh, the faces. I still, like, am jarred by somebody who's had a lot of facial work done. Now, there is a natural way to go about it, but I think we also need to redefine natural when you're doing unnatural things. Like, you can have a natural look, but you don't look natural because you have a lot of things in your face that wouldn't be there if you didn't put them there. And that's fine. But, like, your face is not natural, girl. Like, let's just be real. It's not. It's not. Anyway, um, she recommends doing some under eye treatments for Heather and Heather's like, oh, no, I'm scared. And, you know, Heather, Heather would be somebody that I would consider natural because clearly she's gotten something done. Something. It doesn't matter. I feel like I'm like face shaming her and it's really it's carryover from Ryan. I'm upset. I'm still very upset. Um, did anything happen from this conversation? Um Yes, there there was. <laughs> okay. All right, so apparently Dr. Jem feels some type of way about Noella because at Heather's party, she felt like Noella was being condescending. Per- personally, I don't give a fuck because we saw a flashback of this incident that she's referring to, and it was just Noella talking about how, you know, they're talking about Nicole and whether or not she should have said something to Heather. And Noella feels like... Dr. Jen felt like she should have absolutely said something. If somebody had walked through my home doors, then I would have expected them to say something. And Noella makes a joke about how, like, 
uh, you know, I don't know if that's in like the Emily Post book of rules. And so I guess this is now a beef. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm Team Noella. I don't care. This is not really that big of an issue. I would not have even mentioned it to Heather. I understand we're trying to make a show, but even this cutting room floor should have ended up on the cutting room floor. Heather doesn't really care either, to be honest with you. (laughs) And she tells Dr. Jen that she's still hot under her Chanel pants about the situation with uh, Nicole, but not really with Nicole. It's more about Shannon. She's figured everything out. She's met up with everybody else. They've all made up. She and Gina are straight. Emily's good. Nicole's good. It's just Shannon. She says she still can't figure out why Shannon would want to hurt her family or Nicole. Now, this would be a good time because I've been sitting quietly while I've been seeing everybody say that they're team Shannon and that they don't understand why Heather's taking this too far. And Shannon really did have pure motives. And why is everybody else making this a big deal? And I would like to submit for evidence the fact that Emily um, said that Shannon had said, hey, why don't you do some digging on this information and find out what's going on? Which to me would imply that she did want this to come out and Shannon did want people to know about this, but she was trying to keep her hands clean. That's my personal opinion. But if you guys feel like Shannon really said this to the girls in confidence, uh, Okay, but I also feel like this is a show. So if you wanted to tell it to somebody in confidence, you should have told one of your friends who was not on a show with the person or the people they're talking about. Uh, Just a little tip for me to you, Shannon. A little tip from me to you. Then we see Noella getting out of the car. She's meeting up for drinks with Nicole. Noella's giving full grieving future ex-wife and... Her outfit is giving. It's sending a message. She's got the big, you know, Elizabeth Taylor oversized glasses. There's a a glint of some tears streaming down her cheeks. But then she's also wearing this tank top with no bra. And I feel like, let them know, girl, always be selling. You're not going to see me crying, but what you are going to see are these perky tits and my full-on nips. And get back to being about nine months. Maybe I'll, you know, just show tits out for the boys. You know what I mean? Tits out for the boys. Nicole gets up to hug Noella and she tells her, you know, it feels like the end of the world right now, but I promise it will get better. Noella says in a confessional that just the day before she was served with divorce papers. And now today she doesn't even know where Sweet James is. So she tells Nicole that while she was at chirotherapy with Gina, cryotherapy with Gina, a process server came to her house. Her mom was there. Her mom answered the door. And apparently this process server just threw the divorce filings at her mom's face. Noella says she needs to figure out where James is so she can get her credit cards turned back on to make sure that they get rent paid and so that she can do therapy for her son. So Nicole's trying to figure out, like, what exactly is going on. Are you sure that Sweet James left? Noella says, yeah, he took his toothbrush. And Nicole then asks, well, what happened? Like, do you try to call him? What happens when he called? Does he go straight to voicemail? Do you think he blocked you? And Noella says, you know what? I'm going to check. So she calls him on camera, on speakerphone. He doesn't pick up, but every ring she's like dissolving into tears. And she finally hangs up and Nicole's like, well, 
He hasn't blocked you, obviously, if it keeps ringing. <laughs> I think Noella is an icon. She's the moment. I'm living for her. I'm living for her just, like, living out loud on camera. I I said mentioned to you guys last week that she she had found out she had started filming about a week before sweet james filed for divorce and that she had considered uh you know just ending her relationship with the phone with the show but then decided to continue now at what point did she decide to end the show? Because she seems pretty ready to play. She's on FaceTime with Gina. She's on FaceTime with Shannon, letting them know on camera that my man filed. And I'm, this is no judgment. I'm happy we're, I'm, I'm feeling privileged even that we're able to see this. Because this is like some real mess. It's some real, real mess. I just kind of wonder if Noelle is going to regret this later. <laughs> kind of think she might but that's neither here nor there entertainment baby that's showbiz after noella hangs up the phone she asks nicole for a hug like like several times she has to ask nicole to actually get up from the other side of the table and embrace me <laughs> noella says in a confessional that she has no idea what lays ahead of her and it's a very scary place for her to be in because she never really had a day in her life where she didn't know what was going to happen. Speaking of not knowing what's happening, when Noella got there, Nicole was really sweet. And she's saying, you know, everything's fine. And she's hugging her. But clearly there have been a couple drinks had and there's, we're cutting to the chase here, but there's such a shift in Nicole's attitude. That's not explained because Nicole goes from really supportive to clearly very annoyed And I want to see the unedited footage of what happened and how drunk Noella got because Nicole keeps looking like people are looking at her and looking at them and she really just seems embarrassed. And in a confessional, Noella says she feels like Nicole are two people that have different views on what friendship is because right now she needs somebody to wrap her up and support her. And Nicole is like patting her on the back, like an old football coach and being like, all right, let's go. (laughs) Nicole is fully, excuse me. Noelle is fully weeping in this chair. Like I'm having a breakdown right now. And Noelle's like, Nicole's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get up, get up. Now people are looking at us. You don't want to make a scene. Get up. There's a lot of people right here. (laughs) It's like, damn girl. What happened? What happened? I guess we'll find out. I hope we'll find out later. Okay, so then we get to a scene with Shannon. Apparently, during my hiatus from watching the show, Shannon has developed some sort of what I'm assuming is healthy lemonade line to go in conjunction with her salmon in a bag situation that she was selling on QVC. Uh, Okay, Good, good for you, girl. It's called... Love and lemons, Lululemon, lots of lemons, something with lemons in it. It's called Real for Real. Okay, had nothing to do with lemons, sorry. (laughs) Anyway, they're in this little office space taking out orders. Her CFO's there, Stella's there, and Shannon's freaking out about the tape or whatever. And we find out that business is growing, 
Shannon hired an intern. The intern didn't work out. So they've been trying to get somebody to work on shipping orders. And so her CFO was like, okay, well, why don't we get Stella to do it? So they, this is her first interview with Stella for me. So I'm just going to pretend like it's the first one ever. And she says in an interview that her mom, Shannon, can be really overbearing as a boss. But then she's like, oh, wait, I don't want to make her sound like a bitch. (laughs) It just starts laughing. So Shannon says when she got divorced from David, she got two lump sums in addition to monthly alimony. But the alimony does not cover her monthly expenses. And then she says that there were a lot of things that they didn't hammer out in uh, the divorce. And so she's currently paying for Sophie's college out of state. And she feels like she's probably going to have to pay for the twins to go to college, which is going to be, you know, quite a bit of money times two. And here she is shilling lemonade because who knows what's going to happen. Um, why is David not paying for their education? That's wild. That's really wild. I also saw, unfortunately, and not because I wanted to, uh, like an Instagram video that his new wife did. And it ended up in him in a Santa costume. And I said, no more. No, thank you. Everything that I've seen about his relationship with this new chick is like, yuck. Yuck. Do you guys remember those pictures that they did? like out in the mountain naked with like nothing on but hiking boots. And they were trying to take these seductive pictures, but it ended up looking like you think like two middle-aged people trying to look sexy naked in the mountain. Who was taking the pictures? That's, that's the real question. Anyway, don't tell me. I don't want the answer. Anyway, Emily and Gina, our next scene, have a double date with their men. Uh, Emily tries to pretend like she hasn't eaten all day, but Shane bursts her bubble and exposes her immediately and be like, well, I bought you a 12 inch sub earlier and you ate the whole thing. Shut up, Shane. Anyway, um, they start talking about Nicole and Emily says that even though she raged out on her and called her stupid at Heather's party, she actually really likes her. And we see a flashback of Emily and Nicole making up and saying, you know, I actually really like you. So Emily also then took the opportunity to invite Nicole to Shane's, uh, you pass the bar through a technicality party. So Emily starts talking about who's coming to the party. And then they're trying to figure out, Oh, are their husband coming? Is this boyfriend coming? And, uh, Emily mentions Noella and sweet James and Gina's like, Oh, um, yeah, actually, uh, James filed for divorce yesterday and served her papers. Emily and Shane are both like, oh, what? You guys, I've never seen Shane react this way. I've never seen him really express love towards anybody. Um, not his wife, somewhat his children, maybe a little bit his Diet Cokes that he always orders. But the fact that he was actually shocked... <laughs> And expressed that? That was a big moment. That was a big moment. Play that on the loop at the next BravoCon, because it's never going to happen again. Anyway, so Emily finds out that James filed in Puerto Rico, 
And she says in a confessional, I'm not proficient in Puerto Rican law, but what I do know is that in California, when you file for divorce, there are certain uh, stipulations and restrictions. Like you can't just cut off credit cards uh, if you file in California. And then she's like, even if I don't know the law, why would he do that? He has a kid. Like the kid needs to be taken care of. Like, I don't understand why you would do that. And then Shane goes back to his regular self and he's like, well, (laughs) it is not so sweet James anymore, is he? And then Emily asks what happened with Gina's conversation with Shannon. And she says, you know what? Now I know. I know where I stand with her. I've going to have, I'm going to have my guard up with her and we're going to move a little bit differently. And Emily says she's still feeling some type of way about Shannon using the words manipulative to describe her and Gina. She doesn't like it. She's going to talk to her about it. Emily and Gina both agree that Shannon really just, she wants somebody who's going to kiss her ass, tell her everything she does is great and tell her that she's right all the time. And Gina's like, yeah, and we're not going to do that. So that's just what it is. Ah, praise be my boy, Dr. Moon. Shannon's doctor is back. Um, I love him because I love his face. I love him because he's very clearly scamming Shannon and it's just like a nice little symbiotic relationship. I love everybody on housewives, particularly the West coast, California housewives, everybody that comes in as a healer, a meditator, a a mediator, a dog psychic, a um, health specialist, a dog psychic health specialist medium triple threat all of them i love it take the money i don't care scam the fuck out of them i love it and i don't want to disrespect dr moon i'm sure he does a lot of lovely things but we also know that shannon is a quack who will believe anything okay and so i feel like he's probably slipped a couple invoices here and there you know that maybe didn't really make a whole lot of sense but and i'm here for it i support it okay i support medical malpractice (laughs) as a means of scamming rich people. Thank you. Anyway, Shannon says that she's been going to Dr. Moon for 15 years and she really loves the fact that he will help them out and her family out without loading them up with a bunch of pills. So she loves him. Do you think that that carries over into her feelings on the vaccine? Uh, probably. I don't want to get into it. It's it's the holidays, baby. Um, Stella is there. She says she has something wrong with her back. And so she gets into the table and he does the, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? The needles, the not chiropractic, but the other one. You know what I mean? He does the needles in her back. And Stella basically says, I don't really believe in holistic medicine but i'm just here for my mom so put the needle in pop a needle in dr moon it's fine it's all the same to me dr moon compliments stella i'm looking 21 and she's like thank you and dr er, and shannon's like no no that's that's not she's not she's no (laughs) full meltdown and then after he puts the takes the needle out of her back she's like can you tell what emotions are like where they are on your body, like which emotions are attached to which part of your body. And he's like, yeah, turn around. So she goes on her back and he's like patting her stomach. And he says, you know, the liver holds a lot of anger. And I can tell 
that you're holding a lot of anger. So what are you mad about? Are you mad at mommy or daddy? And Shannon's like, well, it's not mommy. Mommy, mommy didn't do anything. It's like, well, well, (laughs) let's go back to like season seven and see how that means. Anyway, um, Shannon says in a confessional that she was in a marriage that wasn't healthy. Her kids saw that and she doesn't want to see, she doesn't want what they've seen or been through cloud any good that might happen in their lives. Then Dr. Moon finishes and they have a one-on-one Shannon and Stella in his office. And Shannon asks Stella, are you angry or why are you angry? And Stella says, well, I can just see how stressed out you are. And Shannon's like, well, I don't want you to be stressed out by that. And Stella says, I get it. Like, this is your stuff. There's really nothing I can do about it. But she says in a confessional that she really wants her mom to be happy. She doesn't really think she's there yet. And she thinks that there are a lot of, or some things that she's never gotten over um, with regard to her marriage. And it would really make her happy to see her mom get back to herself and start thriving. And this is what I mean. It's like, maybe it is Shannon. You know, I, I, I don't want to say that Shannon is a bad parent. I'm saying that Shannon has gone through bad situations and Shannon is somebody who very clearly wears her heart on her sleeve. And I'm sure that those girls have seen things or they've felt things or they've seen their mom being upset or crying and have just wanted better for her. Really? I'm curious to know how they feel about their dad. Let me know in the comments of the Instagram. If you know, do they like their dad? Do they have a relationship with him? Do they have a relationship with the mom and the new kid? Or do they feel like he did what a lot of dads do, which is like find family number two and move on? I would, I would like to know that. So holler at me if you have that information. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Then we get a short clip of Noella, her mom, and her Noella's dog, Rihanna. 
She named her dog Rihanna. Um, they're outside and they're recounting the story about how the process server came to the house. And Noella's mom says that they asked for uh, Mrs. Sparinger, I think is her last name. Noella's last name or Sweet James's last name, I guess. And her mom was like, nobody's here by that name. Like, you're not going to talk to anybody. So the lady just or the person just threw the papers in her face. And Noella and her mom have like a really close relationship her mom's really protective of her to the point where Noella tells us tells us in an interview that her mom refused to meet Sweet James for the first year of them dating because she just had a feeling that James wasn't good for her. <laughs> Ooh, well, LOL. But eventually, apparently, she came back around on him and they have a very close relationship. Noella says that... Her mom is probably the closest to a mother figure that Sweet James ever had, that they would text each other, that her mom would be helpful and instrumental in them getting over arguments that they had within their relationship. And who Noelle is really, really singing for her supper in this scene. And she's talking about how, like, I know that the James that I know is still in there somewhere. And I just, if he would just come back to me and if he would just call me, then I know we can get our family back and he'll come back to the sun. And Noelle's mom's like, yeah, no, he's gone. He's gone. He's in Puerto Rico. He's gone. Like whatever. And and he left you here in California with y'all's son while he's out gallivanting doing God knows what in Puerto Rico. So basically like get it together, girl. And honestly, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Now it's time for Shane, but really Emily's party for Shane. All the ladies are getting ready. Uh, Noella FaceTime Shannon while they're getting their makeup done to thank her for her support. And then Heather's like, or Shannon's like asking, Noella, if she's spoken to Heather since Heather's party. <laughs> no, they're not friends. <laughs> but Heather, or excuse me, Shannon's like, you know, I really want to make up with her. Even though I, you know, I tried to text her. Heather seems like she doesn't want anything to do with me. And then they do this great uh, Shannon reading the text that Heather sent in conjunction with the flashback of Heather reading the text that she sent to Heather, to Shannon, to Dr. Terry. And it's like a precious moment. It's like, you know, those old Olin Mills pictures where you have the person smiling in the foreground and then there's like a circle in the background. It's like an angel looking over you, but it's still your face. It's just a different pose. It was like that. Like Shannon's in that angel pose. Heather's doing that. And they're saying the text at the same time, adjudicate. I don't care to, continue adjudicate whatever i'm embarrassed you destroyed my family i'm traumatized whatever i don't want to speak to you again heather right so noella asks her shannon how she feels about that text and she says i'm gonna apologize to heather again at this party but i also feel like i kind of apologized a lot And then she says in a confessional that she feels like Heather has a hard time accepting apologies and that when they first met, she had to apologize to Heather over and over. And it took a little, a lot, really a lot of work to get past all of that. And now she feels like they're back at square one. So (laughs) then we see Heather, Terry, Nicole, and I didn't see the Chironomics 
assuming this is a boyfriend because I know that she's in the midst of a divorce currently on the show. So they're all driving together (laughs) to uh, Shane's graduation party or bar party, right? And Heather says that she basically wants, she's doing this because they want to walk into the party with Heather and Nicole being seen as a united front. And she also wanted to do that to prove to everybody that the problem is the shitster, a.k.a. Shannon. (laughs) So then Nicole tells Heather in the car about Sweet James filing for a divorce. And Heather's like, well, do you think that they got into a fight? Or do you think that it's about something serious? And Nicole says... Oh, no, I think it's serious. And Heather's like, oh, well, damn, like, I feel bad for her. You know, what are you going to do? So then Nicole's like, oh, well, you know what? When I met for lunch with Noella, um, she called you a fake bitch. And Heather's like, huh. (laughs) So we see a flashback in which Noella and Nicole are at that uh, drinks lunch. I didn't see it. An app. Anywhere. Um, They were having drinks and... Nicole just makes an offhanded comment about how I I just feel like Heather's really going to be able to, she's going to be there for you and support you during your time of need. And Noella looks at her like, what, what do you mean? And she kind of laughs. She's like, what that, what's that fake bitch going to (laughs) do? And Nicole's like, no, no, she's not fake. (laughs) So then back into the car, Nicole tells Heather that she feels like Noella was, drunk and that she probably didn't remember that she said it. I was like, why did you tell Heather then? Because as soon as she realizes Heather gets pissed, she's like, no, no, no. Like, I just feel like she definitely doesn't remember. And she was just saying that she had had a lot of drinks and you know, whatever. So Heather is like, okay, well, don't feel great about that. And she's like, I just think it's kind of interesting that Noella feels that way because I've only met her a few times And I heard from my daughter, Max, that she was really nice to her, you know, about being a bisexual, right? So, uh, yeah, coming into the party with a lot of weird vibes. So Emily's party begins. Um, People are streaming in. Emily's looking around to make sure everything looks perfect. And they have the tablescape set up. And she notices that on the ground there is a fork that has been dropped. But... She has been tightly zipped into this, uh, uh, it's not, I always want to call it polyester and it's not, it's like, or the next one I want to call it PVC and it's not, it's like latex. Thank you. She's tightly zipped into this latex white dress so she can't bend down. (laughs) So she has to yell over to her friend to help her get the fork. The dress looked bomb. Like I really struggle with Emily because I think she is so hot. I think she's got a hot body. I think she is just gorgeous. One of like the best looking housewives in her franchise for sure. But overall her, her politics though, it's a real struggle for me, but she did look hot, but it's a struggle for me to admit that it it really is. Anyway. Um, So then Shane's mom arrives and she is so excited. 
She is arriving in a typical mom form. She's got the old pictures from Shane's college graduation and their daughter's college graduation. She's like, I'm going to bring this as decor. She was like giving my mom really (laughs) like she just found it. She's wandering around the house and was just like, let me find this picture. I'll bring it to the party. People love it. Um, And Emily says that this party like I said earlier, is for her and Shane's mom, Terry, and only a little bit for Shane because Shane's mom has been waiting for Shane to pass the bar since he graduated from law school in 2003. Now, I know that it's not like he's been taking the bar every year since then, I hope, but 18 years It took you 18 years. You know what? It's been like 18 years of my having a crush on Travis Barker, but ever since his relationship with Kourtney Kardashian, I realized that like the dream is over and it's time to let it go. And maybe, you know, things happen. Obviously he got in, he passed the bar because it was lowered for him, but you know what? I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave, I'm, I'm going to let the Christmas spirit guide me and I'm going to be a more positive person for the rest of, at least the rest of this sentence for sure. Heather shows up and she's got gifts for Shane and she shows up with a gift for Noella and she gives it to her and Noella's really grateful. It's this like uh, rainbow sarong and she's giving it to her for being so kind to Max. And she says, I really appreciate that Max has somebody that she met who's like a little bit older and is by and, you know, is thriving and doing well. Like it, it really meant a lot to me in a confessional. Heather says that Noelle is really going through a rough time with her divorce and she's not going to ruin another party by getting into it with her. Really? Then Dr. Jen arrives and she and Noella say hello. And Dr. Jen whispers in her ear, like, Hey, I want to talk to you later. And Noella just looks at her and rolls her eyes like, why? No. (laughs) Noella says in a confessional that every interaction she's had with Dr. Jen is just kind of fake. She feels like she doesn't really care and it puts her off. So then Emily tells Heather that when she told Shane about there being issues between Shannon and Heather, Shane was concerned about there being an argument at his party, but Heather's like, no, I am not going to do that to you. I'm a much classier woman than Shannon is, and I'm not, it's not going to happen. And then in walks Shannon. So Shannon at first is trying to talk to Emily and Gina about her issues with Heather. Then Emily's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I heard that you said something about us. And so Shannon tries to say that, All she said was that Emily and Gina couldn't be trusted, but she only said that after she found out that they exposed her secret, and I'm using air quotes, about Nicole. Shannon goes on to say in a confessional that she's got a history with Emily and Gina, and apparently there was a rumor going around about Shannon's boyfriend at some point, and... Shannon or Emily and Gina were gossiping about it. So we see a flashback where Emily's telling Gina about a time where Shannon's boyfriend, John 
had been at a golf course and he got so drunk that his dad had to take him home or something. Apparently, Shannon's bent out of shape about this. So Shannon says that they spread rumors that hurt people without even thinking about it. So what she was doing was warning Heather about them because that was her history with them. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Then Emily says to Shannon that the thing that bothers her is that when Shannon met with Heather, the only words that she used to describe them like she and Gina were manipulative and untrustworthy and she thought they were friends. Shannon says that she didn't say those words at all. And then Emily's like, okay, well let me just get Heather and ask her what's going on. So Shannon's like, okay, well go ahead. If you want to make it worse, then <laughs> Emily says, I'm not trying to make things w- worse. I'm trying to get to the truth. And then Shannon says, well, actually I only call Gina manipulative, not you, Emily. So Emily turns around and gets Heather's attention and Shannon's like, well, this is fucked up. So Heather comes to the table and they're getting to the bottom of it. And Heather says, yeah, she actually didn't call you guys untrustworthy and she didn't use the word manipulative. Um, But what she did say was that Emily and Gina were negative and not to be trusted. So Emily turns to Shannon and says, who does that? And Shannon says, well, you guys promised me that it would never be discussed in public. And Heather starts putting on some lip gloss and she tells Shannon, you've had ample time to talk to me about this like three weeks now. So I don't really know what we're doing here. So Gina makes a joke about how Shannon only wants to talk if Heather, she only wants to talk to Heather if she can have a one-on-one conversation, which is what she said last week about how, Shannon likes to separate people so that they don't come together and um, corroborate and realize that what Shannon's doing is trying to stir the pot and keep her hands clean. So Heather doesn't want to engage and she walks away and she's like, okay, you guys do what you got to do. I can talk to Shannon another time. So Heather goes, leaves the table. She introduces herself to some random woman named Dina, but Shannon keeps following behind her like the Jan Brady that she is. So then Emily gets up to, she goes up to Noella and is like being supportive. If you ever want to talk and not just about legal stuff, I'm here to support you. And then she tells Nicole, Noella that 
excuse me noella thanks her and she's like you've been really supportive i've gotten your text messages you know i really appreciate it and emily says in a confessional that she feels a lot of compassion for noella but she always also feels really lucky because she and shane have had some rough spots and she didn't always know what would happen with them but she knew that she had a choice and noella didn't have a choice in this because he just dropped a bomb on her and then emily says something truly unwild unwell to noella which is you know i've been you're the last person i think about when i go to bed at night and the first person i think about when i wake up in the morning okay noella only found out about this divorce like three days ago so (laughs) what do you mean girl She's really been living in extremes. Like at the premiere episode where she told Nicole, I've been your friend this whole evening. (laughs) She is like running on like seven year old rules of a friendship and I'm loving it. It, she says it with no irony and it really cracks me up. So Shannon is finally able to get Heather's attention and Heather asks Emily, like, is there a place where we can have a one-on-one conversation? So Emily escorts them to a different little garden area. And Shannon tells her, you know, this conversation with you was the most important conversation that I wanted to have. And I wanted to have this conversation with you immediately. But you weren't willing to accept my apology that night. Um, But I still care about you and Terry. And... I admit that I was a dumb fuck who didn't think and it ended up hurting my friends and I never wanted to do that. And I'm so sorry. And I hope that you can accept my apology and forgive me. And then Shannon says what I did was wrong and it wasn't me because I don't hurt people and I'm not a gossip and I know I've hurt you and I want to do whatever I can to make it up to you because I feel horrible. Heather's just staring at her this whole time. Like, I don't believe you. But I'm going to let you finish. And then when Shannon finishes, she says, can I enter? (laughs) Shannon says yes. And then she goes to this, like, full drama, slow shake of her head. And his face is just disgusted. And Okay, so (laughs) she then dips into this mafia boss whisper, like a horse whisper. And she says... I've heard from everyone and I feel like I have a good understanding of the facts and nothing that you say is going to change my mind. And I think that you had a huge lapse in judgment and I'm sorry if this sounds harsh, but this is how I feel. If you ever come after me or my family ever again, you are going to lose a lot more than just my friendship. This will cost you a lot. And I'm not saying it as a threat, I'm saying it as a promise. <laughs> whoa, whoa, white ladies threatening other white ladies. That's why I love real housewives of Orange County. <laughs> We're back, baby. We are back. I, did ever I think that Heather Debro would threaten to sue somebody? Put a horse head in her bed i don't know what's happening but i can't wait to find out and i want to see shannon shook and i don't care if that makes me a bad person i think it's funny 
and I'm going to laugh and I'm going to keep laughing after I, after I stop hitting record. Okay. Anyway, you guys, I hope you enjoy this weekend. I hope you enjoy the holidays. Merry Christmas to you all. If you don't celebrate, have a good weekend. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Love you.